The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to the Friends in Art Blind Pride International Breakfast. With uh, Yes, the room is going wild. And keep that applause going because we're going to hear a little bit about the life, the times, the talents, and the tunes of Mr. Jason Castingway. Good morning, beautiful people. It is great to be here. Uh, I feel bad for you because you have to listen to me talk. (laughs) I can perform, but I never considered myself a presenter. Uh, And especially at seven in the morning, I actually thought it was 730. And so I set my alarm accordingly. And uh, well, I discovered very quickly that it was actually seven and I didn't know where the room was. (laughs) So it was a bit of scrambling this morning. But here we are with eggs, scrambling with eggs. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Have you ever had the experience in life where you know something intellectually and it, it, you don't really think about it much. And then it takes some kind of example in life to show you what it, what it really is about. Well, I've had one of those experiences. Actually, I'm sure I've had many by now, but a more recent experience showed me the remarkability, how incredible it is, the, the human capacity to express. We are amazing beings, and we have art. We have forms of art. We have forms of speaking. We have ways of portraying ourselves that are all part of this self-expression that I speak of. And I grew up in an environment where some of the expressive qualities that maybe I wanted to portray were discouraged, or I I think we all have the experience of testing the waters and finding out, oh, okay, I guess I can't do that, or, oh, that's okay, I can do that. And when I was a child, um, I began... Uh, toying around with an organ that we had. It was one of those little toy organs. You plug it in, the little fan turns on, and it's it powers the the uh, the note so that when you press a key down, the air blows through the little reed and it makes a sound. And I thought, I like this. I can hear things on the radio that my mommy plays, and I can reproduce them on this little organ. I can play music. And I don't know if I knew the word music at three years old, but I could uh, hear, for example, uh, I think one of the tunes that got my attention was the national anthem. How appropriate on July 4th, right? Uh, And so I recreated the notes. I figured out how to uh, get the song uh, all together in my head and then play it. And it took a couple of moments where uh, I think that first one was the national anthem. And then I remember learning silent night. I guess I went from July to Christmas, <laughs> Christmas in July, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, my, my parents were feeling like, oh my goodness, uh, we need to get him started. We need to get Jason started with some piano lessons. So at age four, I began uh, learning piano from an incredible instructor, a lovely lady who's still with us, Barbara Mills. And she uh, taught via the Suzuki method, which encourages uh, both sight reading and playing by ear. So I was fortunate to, to work with her and I learned an awful lot. And of course, being a child, again, I ran into an interesting thing where what I wanted to play on the piano wasn't necessarily what was being taught to me. <laughs> so I was learning, you know, Bach and Clementi uh, and Mozart, and I wanted to play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so at that age, I would take the Bach and Mozart and Clementi and jazz it up. Now, I'm being met with a hearty applause now, but I wasn't exactly met with the applause back then. <laughs> I was told, you know, quit goofing off. Bach wouldn't like that if he heard it. I don't know. <laughs> How do they know that? I, I think Bach probably would be a jazz musician if he was around today. Who knows? <laughs> the seance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I moved along and I, I was I was told to stay where I'm supposed to be and play what I'm supposed to play. And that was okay. I, I managed, but I I separated the classical music from my leisure playing. And so things continued. I developed the ability to play things in any key that I wanted. Uh it was quite it, it was it, you, it's it's one of those things, you know how you start learning something and you have these little plateau moments where it's like, okay, I guess I've learned all that I can for now, but you keep pressing on and suddenly the plateau has sloped again and you're like, ooh, I'm moving. I'm moving in a different direction because I heard something or I feel something within me that just brings me forward into a new place. And that's what kept happening. And before I knew it, I was able to play in all these different keys. I could, I could improvise. I could do all these things that just gave me more freedom. That the freedom that I didn't know was there before, but that I discovered was there waiting for me. And I think life is like that. Uh, there are all sorts of areas of life where we may have plateaued in some way and then something we experience exposes us to a new idea or a new thought or new feeling that we didn't feel before or didn't contemplate before. And before you know it, you're like, wow, that's a whole new world. And then you're on a whole new, uh, whole new adventure. Well, in my childhood, uh, nobody mentioned anything about being gay. Uh, I got to hear about it in school. And everybody knows how, where that can lead because kids, kids can be wonderful, but kids can be nasty. 
And uh, kind of like the chickens we have, we have backyard chickens. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for the eggs. Uh, I say that to them often. But you know, these hens, these hens are nasty to each other. I cannot believe there's no love in this hen-to-hen relationship. <laughs> they are constantly bickering with each other. And it, it kind of reminds me of little kids, <laughs> actually, and some adults. That's true. Uh, but, you know, when you bring the food, they're, they're, they love us because we bring the food. I think that's all it really is. I, I don't think they actually love us when we're not bringing the food. They don't remember, they don't remember about all the other lovely qualities that we, we show them. But we, we, we bring them food. And kind of like little kids, they they have a whole plate of food in front of them that they can all share. But no, somebody grabs a piece and they all go running after that one for that piece. It is actually very funny in a way. Sometimes uh, we feed them crackers and we'll we'll break them up a little bit, but we'll throw a piece in and it's like watching this little chicken soccer game or something they go running after each other for that one little piece and like who can get it and they even snag it out of each other's beaks it's really quite entertaining and and dismaying all at once uh so as a child um i could feel that i was a little different um i'm not sure exactly when it started but i i think i knew from a very young age and I didn't really know how to deal with it and I didn't really have to deal with it so much because I have to say, I think that being blind is kind of what overshadowed it for a lot of people. So I was mostly treated as a blind heterosexual, probably. I, I, I you know, nobody, nobody thought of it. Uh, people were usually very helpful. I was bullied a few times because like people would tap me on the shoulder and disappear, you know, to see what I would do and just stupid little things like that. But thankfully nothing terribly traumatic. And once uh, <clears throat> we all know about puberty, once that hit, yeah, uh, there's a whole lot of clarification going on. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't quite know what to do about it. And here we go. I'm, I'm going through life. I, I'm actually keeping a journal at this point, and I find that keep, keep, keeping a journal was a really great way for me to express without running into uh, walls where people said, oh, that, you know, that's not nice, or you can't say that, or, um, you know, uh, behave, you know, things like that. So I could write a lot and express myself that way. And it turns out, well, actually coming out to my mother while she was driving was not, wasn't the greatest idea. And, uh, we were on our way home and let's just say it took us a bit longer to get home. <laughs> she got lost. Uh, and, and I did, what's that? Yes, long way home. <laughs> Indeed. Uh and and the interesting thing about it was that 
I figured as a child, we're, we're, we're testing the boundaries, testing how far we can push things. And I did some of my own testing where, with my mother. I said, what would you do if I was? And, oh, you know, it was like totally, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, you know I'd, it'd be okay and la, la, la. Everything's fine. And I said, well, I am. And that's when she got lost. <laughs> so time marches on. I'm a sophomore in high school. That was probably my most difficult year because that was the coming out year. That was the, the big discovery of, of a lot more of who, who is Jason anyway. And uh, that was also a year where a very brave and wonderful woman, uh, Sarah, started the Straight and Gay Alliance in the high school. And I was very, very nervous, but I wanted to go to the Straight and Gay Alliance meeting. And sure enough, uh, I managed to do it with a whole lot of anxiety. Um, and of course, knowing now what I didn't know then, uh, I, I didn't have any worry. Uh, I didn't have any need to be worried. Um, I, I, my teacher aide, I think, is, was an incredible, lovely woman who is an ally and would have you know, been in, in very supportive. But I didn't know that at the time, at any rate. Uh, I, I get back to my more recent experience where I think we've all heard the expression, oh, don't put a bushel over your basket or don't hide your basket under a bushel, something like that. And I decided that that is sometimes what we as people do if we are Oh, maybe told not to express, maybe told to be humble, you know, don't, don't step out too far, you know, stay where you're told to stay and, and, and don't do this and, and, and be what we want you to be rather than who you are meant to be. And I was given a lot of those messages, not in terribly mean ways, but it was very obvious to me that there, there were things I couldn't do. And Despite all of that, we have an amazing way to find workarounds and continue expressing no matter what. And it makes me think of how, yeah, I, there's even a song. Um, it's not quite the same, but there's a song um, that says, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Ain't nobody going to keep me down. <laughs> and we as, as human beings, I think, uh, ex uh, exude these, these qualities. Um, and, and if we do get knocked down, sometimes we, we go through uh, uh, times of, of depression. Uh, we, it, it comes out, it, it comes out in kind of destructive ways if we don't, let it out uh, where, uh, you know, there's depression, there's, there's uh, lethargy and all, all sorts of things that, that uh, it's kind of like acting out um, in a way. And, and that is another form of expression, I suppose, <laughs> acting out. But um, um, all this to say that um, when I started doing the Artfelt program, 
Uh, it's a weekly musical program. And initially, I wanted to take people on a journey of music. And I never even thought of performing. I don't know why, but um, I thought, I'm, I got music in my library, and I'm going to put a playlist together, and it will be very cool, and people will hear it and be taken on a musical journey. Well, that worked out for a while. It was fun. And then there were a number of circumstances that changed. I, I got more equipment. I, I got more seasoned in configuring my audio uh, gear and making it such that I could perform and have it sound the way that I wanted. Um, and one of the earliest iterations of that was the Valentine's fundraiser that some of you remember. Yeah. That was so much fun. And since then, I thought, why don't I bring some of this on to Artfelt? And I don't have to be coming up with a playlist. I mean, I, I still have a playlist, but I can intersperse the, the music with my ramblings, like what you're experiencing now, <laughs> and some performing of my own. And while um, I, I have had shows that, that uh, focus on different themes, different uh, topics, if you will, um, I've done gay pride shows um, and have enjoyed finding different things. And I know um, when I think of gay pride, I automatically think of, of certain songs. And yet I was able, I always like to kind of go out of the box and not play the stuff that other people have played. <laughs> so I found plenty of other things um, here and there and scattered about. And I've, I, I have so much fun. Uh, Artfelt has really caused me to open up in, in ways that I wouldn't have thought of before. And I think that is what I continue to expect from life. There are moments when I think, yeah, I know it. I, I know it. And I think this is, this is maybe the pinnacle or, or I, I feel like I am at the top of my game here. Wow, this is so cool. I am here. I am it. And then time goes on and I get exposed to a new thought, a new idea, and it just starts all over again. Um, there is a, a, there are teachings. Um, some of you may be familiar with Esther Hicks and the Abraham teachings. I'm not sure how many of you, but in those teachings, it's taught about how you're never done. Your, your work is never done. And how when you think you have learned everything there is to learn, you stand in a new place. And when you stand there, you're suddenly in a, at a new vantage point where you can look at a whole lot of new things that you haven't seen before. And boom, you're off again. You're looking at new things. You're reaching higher. And I guess... Um, I'm doing a quick time check here because I know I can keep going on and on and, and then I'll end up in one of those on and on meetings. I, I think what is amazing is that I, I want all of you to leave knowing that not only is your work never done, but it doesn't have to be a chore. 
And once you find these new perspectives, just these, these little moments that teach you new things, you're at a whole new place of, of, of uh, looking around and seeing new things. And I don't want, I, I would, I don't want anyone to ever feel discouraged or in a place where maybe somebody has said something to you that, that caused you to respond with a feeling of, wow, um, I guess I'm not good enough for that. Or maybe um, I shouldn't be this way because people tell me that it's bad or it's wrong or, you know, uh, it, it isn't what they like. And I grew up being a very big people pleaser and it's taken me, well, maybe 43 years to uh, beat that. And we have old records sometimes in our heads, these, these voices, these annoying little voices that say, no, you know, you got to do what you were taught and you got to do this and you, you must be this way. And, yes. Say a little bit about what happened last night for you. Cause that's extraordinary. What happened last night for me? discover or what what happened what was sort of the pinnacle of the way it went together i see so last night i knew i knew the showcase for example i knew it would be awesome but i i knew this i had a gut feeling oh i hear another little showcase going on in some other room that's pretty cool <laughs> but I had a, I had a discovery. I, I had this gut feeling and then my left brain started getting pinned on how's this going to be? And, and who do I need to talk to? And how does this happen? And all the little pieces, how do they come together? And I could feel the stress building as I strayed from that gut feeling of it's going to be fabulous. And the more I did that left brain thing, the worse it got. And I started getting all concerned and, and, and feeling like, oh my God, how, you know, I'm going to go to convention and maybe I need to bring my Ativan with me or something. <laughs> and last night was absolutely incredible. It, it went together. I mean, my gut feeling was dead on, but not only that, it was way above and beyond what I could possibly have imagined. I had an absolute blast. Everyone had an absolute blast. Anthony, Jessica, Debbie, Michael, so many performers, the audience. It was, and not only that, the, the room had all these wonderful tables with chairs. I thought that was such a neat vibe. I was not expecting that. I was expecting a room full of chairs. And it felt the, the, the amalgamation or the, the synergy uh, was such that I got through with it and I, I could not get off of that cloud nine. I, I had a lot of trouble getting to sleep last night. So that is another. <laughs> an, that band? I never played with them before. And we, we never rehearsed. We just got together and did it because because I, I'm, I'm a solo guy. I don't usually work well with people because I, 
I feel things a certain way and I am not always picking up on or others aren't picking up from me how to work with that. And I think the true sign of musicianship was what happened last night. We just got together, started banging away (laughs) and it turned into something absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm so glad that you could all be a part of it and we could feel that energy together. Talk about expression, right? I had, uh, I, I just, I knew it would be, and it was in words fall short. What can I say? There's, there's no words to express really. I think English and, and words in general, yes, they, they help express, but feelings go so much more beyond words. It, it is sometimes difficult to find the, the appropriate words. So I guess I leave you on this note and I totally forgot to open this up to questions. I very much apologize for that. I don't know how much time there is for more questions, but I want to leave you with this. Don't let anyone knock you down. And if they do, you can get up again. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful breakfast. BPI, FIA, you all rock. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Friends in Art and Blind Pride International together. What a great um, combination. When you really think about it, our various or our two communities hold each other up. We shine lights on each other. We're allyships for each other. And so what a perfect marriage to have this breakfast. What a perfect marriage to have Jason as the speaker. Lived experience, loved experience. Jason, when you were talking about that feeling last night, I, I thought to myself, the overall, um, the overarching, the cloud over it all was love. There was yes. a lot of love in that room last yes. night. Every single performer, they gave you love. They shared their love. They poured their love out to you and you all poured it right back to them in every clap, every cheer, mm. every exuberant of expression. And so, As we close out, I want to just throw a call of action out there to everybody listening on ACP Media and everybody who's here in the room. Please go check out both of our pages, learn about our organizations, understand that all the programming that we do all year long is an extension of that pouring of love, of that wanting understanding and shine a light on educating ourselves, each other, and the world, the rest of the world that we're blind, we're gay, we're artists, we're activists, we're friends, we're family, we're love. And so please go check out those pages. And if you've enjoyed our programming or when you finally hear the podcast of, oh my God, when it comes out, folks, you have got to spend two hours and listen to all of the amazing talent, the band, Jason, my God, you guys were so amazing, but enjoy this convention and then pick something that may, that matter to you and send an email Make a phone call, celebrate something from this convention, amplify the love in the world, because if we amplify the love in the world, we can start to drown out the hate. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for supporting our affiliates and thank yourselves for being amazing. Elsie would like to say something. Elsie, I'm going to give you the mic. Um, I had an amazing time last night. 
especially with the improvisation on the piano. I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> and that was amazing to me. And that's the part I'm going to take home to is the love that we shared. Thank you for letting me have my say too. Thank you. Debbie, thank you so much for stepping up and helping to um, MC. You were fabulous. Oh. I know that there was another plan and someone out there is recovering and we could uh, send some extra prayers their way as well. Um, thank you so much for making the showcase shine. Michael, as well. Um, have a good day, everyone. I, I just want to say one more way of saying this wonderful wisdom that Jason gave is something that somebody said to me. Don't let anybody walk around in your head with their dirty feet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. <laughs>